0: 785 Magazine is proud to present KSEF Digital Radio, Topeka, Kansas. That's the thing you're listening to right now. And we're celebrating everything local and everything Topeka. Learn more at 785live.com. And thanks for tuning in. You're listening to KSEF, Digital broadcast in Topeka, brought to you by 785 Magazine. Learn more at 785live.com.
1: government we all know it's important to understand be it state local or national but doesn't the thought of it just make you want to well drink if so you're in the right place i'm angel romero your politics and pints of Fictionado, and this is ballots and brews where we'll talk all things local beer while also diving into what in the world is happening at the local state and national government and what you can do about it it's schoolhouse rocks meets the daily show meets c-span so let's get this show started Right, folks. Well, welcome back to tonight's show. We are so excited. We have cleared out um, all the space on our show tonight because we know we've got things to talk about when it comes to COVID-19 here in Shawnee County. And who better to do that with uh, than tonight's guest? We are so pumped uh, to be hanging out with our buddy Derek Floorlog from the Shawnee County Health Department. He is their Infectious Disease Division Manager at the Shawnee County Health Department. Derek, thanks for hanging out with us tonight.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me on, Angel. Um, I know your show's got quite the reputation, so I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to, to go and, and to, uh, to, to, to continue the tradition.
1: Oh, uh, well, hey, thanks. It's always good to have a, a reputation. I think most of the time that's a good thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, as we get started off, you know, it it's, it's like, well, it's a little after eight o'clock on a Wednesday night. So I know I've opened a beer. Uh, Derek, I don't know if you're drinking anything right now.
0: I, I am. I had to, uh, for the, the sake of the, not just the conversation. <laughs> But the show, Ballads and Brews, I suppose. Uh, so yeah, I have a Tank Seven here in hand. Nice. That's one of my favorites from Boulevard. So, uh, and I'll, I'll take recommendations afterwards as well. So. Uh,
1: yeah, totally. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, that's what I haven't been back to Boulevard in for. I feel like when I toured the Boulevard plant, it was like being a kid at candy store. Like I didn't know what half the stuff was, but I was like, "This is awesome."
0: Yeah, you know, I got to tell you, um, I'm not very good about you know knowing my beers and knowing my my whiskeys and things like right. that. But we've got some staff and the help department that uh, I think our whiskey connoisseurs are talking about whiskey tours once all of this oh, COVID yes. madness is, is behind us. If we can get it behind us here, here soon, well, apparently we're going on whiskey tours at some point.
1: Nice. You know, after, after the year it's been, uh, especially for you guys at the health department, I say go for it. Whiskey tour, vodka tour, <laughs> tequila tours. Like yeah, you guys have already got like <laughs> whatever kind of alcohol tour there, there is. Go for it. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm sticking with, uh, I've got my, my trusty Goose Island Limited. H&E, is uh, a newer release that came out. Uh, we talked about before, I feel like people are, are going to think that I'm sponsored by Goose Island, which is not true, but however, if there's anyone listening from Goose Island, like shout out. Totally. Totally for it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we're going to go ahead and, and get this party started tonight. Uh, and Of course, as I mentioned before, there's probably no one uh, that deserves to have uh, a beer or two more than the folks, good folks, at the Shawnee County Health Department, because you guys has been busy. You guys have been a little busy the almost last year and a half. half. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. you know, it, it has been a, a long, uh, I say a year, but you know, year and a year and a half almost. So They'll be here pretty soon. So, you know, we'll start, we'll start kind of where where we're at right now and kind of work our way back. So, you know, let's talk about right now, April 2021, you know, how are, things, how are things looking right now in Shawnee County when it comes to cases and hospitalizations, those kinds of things?
0: Sure. Yeah. So cases are kind of ebbing and flowing as we go. We've had some increases we've had some decreases and it's just if you if you look at our dashboard which is uh, if you go to shawneehealth.org and then click on the i think it's just the dashboard banner oh yeah and go to our two-week trend you, you just do that by clicking on the new cases button you'll kind of see uh it, it literally looks like a roller coaster right now i'm looking at it um, as we speak and uh, while i'm at it angel i do want to remind people we did switch our um, cases on our dashboard, and so what it reflects now are cases by date of diagnosis, okay. and those are updated every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And so the uh, biggest difference is it used to be cases reported, and... The technical difference there, I suppose, is that the case diagnosed is probably, not probably, it is a better reflection of kind of the infections in the community. Uh, the case reported, uh, sometimes that's dependent upon the lab reporting correctly, you know, mistakes can happen, uh, computers can glitch, that sort of thing. Sure, yeah. um, so the, the diagnosis date is what we pull this uh, case, these case dates from. And so that reflects those a little bit better. Um, and again, those are updated uh, by KDAG on their dashboard every Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday. And so that's uh, what we're doing now too, to kind of give a better reflection. We had a lot of discussion on that item, um, what was a better because from the public health level, it it kind of, you know, cases reported is a better reflection of the stress that we might feel. Sure. You know, we might get fifty cases reported in, in a day and we have to investigate all fifty of them, but maybe, you know, forty of them were only from that day and maybe ten were from uh, you know, two days ago, and, and obviously it, it's not that straightforward, but um, you kind of get the idea. So, but bottom line, uh, we've seen our cases. We d- we have had an increase um, as of late, and so when I talk uh, in terms of the week, it's always the week prior. So when I say uh, March twenty eighth, that is last week, and so we had seventy six cases to this point, and then the week before one twenty one, and then the week before one fourteen. If I kind of started in reverse there, we saw an upward trend as March started. Sure. And now we're kind of seeing maybe a, a downward trend. We'll see kind of what the next week or two brings. It's, you know, it, honestly, it's hard to say. We've seen the variants that have kind of been introduced. Sure. We know that those have, a, they're about 50% more infectious. And uh, we've, through our case investigations, we're seeing entire families uh, being infected. Oh, jeez! You know, little family gatherings. Uh, Unfortunately, the uh, variants themselves are seeming to uh, kind of affect our younger population a little bit differently. And so we're seeing some more symptomatic cases. We're seeing the majority of the cases, I should say the trend in cases from the younger age group is trending up. And so that's a little bit different than what we've seen before. Now, there's a couple things to take into account there. Uh, The first thing off the top is that that age group cannot be vaccinated. So Mm. the only vaccine that is approved for any, anybody you would probably call a kid is Pfizer, and that's only 16 and older at the not moment. Sure. And then the other two are still 18 and older. So the, the, the kids, you know, uh, the majority of them uh, have not received the vaccine and, and cannot receive the vaccine at this point. So could could play some role in that, um, you know, kids gathering uh, sports, you know. Warm weather is on us here. Um, hopefully sure. things on a little while longer, um, but kind of some of the gatherings. And so we're kind of seeing an effect from that. And so the, the case count doesn't always tell the story, but uh, definitely, you know, having cases in the lower 100s is better than back in late October, November, December. I mean, we were doing we were doing a thousand cases a week, twelve hundred oh cases a week. And it was it That's was wild. it was wild. I'll tell you, I started in in late July, early August. And I remember we were kind of losing our wits when cases <laughs> were hitting the 200 mark. Yeah. And then so to be doing 1,200 a week, I mean, it was it was insane. And we we lost the ability to case investigate, to alert people to their isolations, to alert people to their positive oh my results. Gosh. Um, and so we really had to rely on the testing labs and medical providers to do a lot of that. So sure. Um, we do know our hospitalizations have been down, um, and I think. Forgive me, I don't have it pulled up. I think they're trending upward nationwide. Sure. But um, here in Shawnee County, we've seen them trend down, and uh, all the all the uh, all the statistics statistics that we've been getting from our our health partners, our hospitals here in Shawnee County uh, have looked relatively good as well. it's um, good. So yeah, it's a positive. Um, we know that they're that you know the whole thing when this started uh, was just the uncertainty around how to treat it. Sure. And um, you know what. What pharmaceuticals to use. There's a lot more that goes into it than just that. Um, and so uh, they've gotten a lot, a lot more confident in that and knowing what works and maybe most importantly, what doesn't work. So sure, absolutely. Yeah. So that's uh, kind of a reason for hospitalizations trending down. Um, and, and, and we'll see how these variants, uh, play into the picture, but definitely want people to, uh, keep a heads up. So.
1: Sure. Well, you know, when it comes to that number of, of cases, you know, that, that's something that especially, of course, as vaccines started to roll out that, you know, people were wanting to pay a lot of attention to is, you know, people started to get really fixated on that. That number, and, you know, you mentioned it's going to kind of, uh, it's been ebbing and flowing. And, you know, should people, even even as our vaccines increase, you know, should should people expect that number of cases to just all of a sudden drop dramatically? Or do you think it's still going to ebb and flow even when we reach, you know, that really, a really healthy number of people vaccinated? You think there's still
0: going to be some of that ebb and flow? Yeah, yeah, I would, I would um, anticipate that. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to say. So, you know, everything in public health and everything we've we've been doing, and we've we've said this publicly, um, you know, at meetings, at press conferences, and that sort of thing. But you know, all the mitigation strategies that we've that we've put into place and that we've kind of loosened up here as of late, they all kind of play together. And sure. so the vaccine was another uh, tool to add to that. And sure. so we talk about like that Swiss cheese model, you know, where you have layers of Swiss cheese and, and the holes are mismatching. And so if you picture the virus trying to get through the holes, it would it would hit the different layers of the Swiss cheese. And I, I always kind of liked that um, comparison there. But sure. so the vaccine was another layer of Swiss cheese. Um, <laughs> but, you know, as you start removing moving those other layers, you know, like gathering limits um, or if people are are kind of uh, you know feeling the, feeling the COVID fatigue, which is which is understandable. Um, they kind of uh, loosen their guard, and and we see cases shoot back up. And so uh, we still have um, a, a large amount of Shawnee County that's that's not vaccinated. Sure. Um, and so that's something to take into account too. Uh, and we're kind of meeting some. I know um, we're likely to get into this, but I think we're we're meeting a little bit of hesitancy at this point. And so just trying to do our part to to educate on that as well well.
1: Sure, absolutely. Well, and speaking of, of education, so, you know, and, and one of those one of those layers of cheese, uh, we're going to talk this, just so you know, now, anytime <laughs> I think about COVID precautions, I'm going to think about cheese. So yes, thank you for please. that. That's, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so one of those layers of cheese, we'll talk about uh, masks. So masks have gotten a lot of attention, um, of course, lately. And, and I think that there are folks, even <laughs> folks who pay a lot of, to try to pay really close attention to things that might be about 13 kinds of confused as to where we stand. And we're wearing uh, masks (laughs) now in in Shawnee County. So can you kind of clarify, what what are the current rules about masks in Shawnee County?
0: Sure. So first thing that I am required to say as a public health official is that masks absolutely work. I know that's for some reason been a hot topic, Um, you know, like a lot of other things. I know that. But the, the science is clear on that. There's many studies that show that, you know. Um, The issue really, Angel, is that people cite portions of studies that paint a negative picture about masks, but they're not looking at the broad picture of that specific study. And so when I tell people that we reviewed all of this literature, I mean, probably not. All of it because there's so much, but the majority of it, um, masks work. It's clear they all work a little differently, but I always tell people, you know, 5% protection is better than zero, or in some, in some cases, in some masks, 95% protection sure, yeah. is better than zero. And so, uh, to kind of get to the point of your question there, I, I, I was required to say that. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, that's totally okay. <laughs> uh,
0: so where we are at now. So, um, what a, what a winding road it's been. Uh, <laughs> with the um, mask mandates, and and I I totally understand people getting confused, but currently, here in Shawnee County, there is a mask mandate in place. However, um, businesses and entities, and the reason that entities is in there is they wanted to make sure that it wasn't just focused on businesses. This includes places um, like churches. They can opt out of the mask mandate. Um, Now, I've been asked, you know, does that mean they have to place a sign on their door or what have you? Um, I am not sure sure on that. Um, but I do know that they can opt out of the mandate if they uh, want to. Um, and again, my understanding was that, um, the the commissioners just felt like this added a little, uh, layer of, um, of protection for those places that did want the mandate to exist. Um, They wanted that, that support basically. And so, um, they felt like it would be, um, Better for those places um, to to kind of be able to rely on the county and say, well, there's a mask mandate in place. We want to follow the recommendations, and so we're just going to uh, go along with this. Now, how did we get here? That's That's a long <laughs> and winding road as well. So if you go back to last July, I believe it was. The governor, Governor Kelly here in Kansas, um, was talking about putting uh, the mask mandate into place uh, statewide and what her mask mandate said when she issued it as part of her executive order was that the mask mandate was mandated across the state, although counties could opt out. But if you didn't opt out, you were in. Um, And if you, counties could also create their own mask mandates, and that's what (laughs) Shawnee County did, as some people will remember. So the commissioners uh, created a mask mandate, and by the way, the mask mandate's also separate from the health resolutions. Uh, They were voted into resolutions, so they're uh, uh, into law, basically. Um, It was done as a separate piece to that. So Shawnee County had the mask mandate at that time. Um, Fast forward to a few weeks back as the commissioners were reviewing um, our help officer's latest health order, obviously dealing with a lot of moving parts at the state level, um, pressures from all angles. And uh, so, you know, what they decided to do was kind of take a deeper look um, into that. The governor, meanwhile, uh, her EOs, her executive orders were set to expire on April 1st, and she had um, made it be well known that she planned to reissue that. And through some workings in the Kansas Legislature, they had had a, a committee, and you may know it off the top of your head. I, get, for the life of me, the good old Legislative Coordinating Council. There you go. <laughs> I knew it was LCC, but I could never remember it all. Uh, so, so basically, they could review it, um, and they did. They 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 revoked it um, I, quite literally. I believe it was was less than an hour. For it. Oh, I yeah. Mean, it's, it's like whiplash. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. So that order um, was revoked. Folks, though, the mandate still remains in Shawnee County. We we are a home rule state, and so the the county has the ultimate say, Um, although some of that's been up in the air at the legislature level, too. (laughs) So I hope that summarizes it a little bit. Um, Again, the mask mandate does still exist in Shawnee County, though places can opt out if they choose to.
1: Sure. So yeah, so if I go to like Lowe's, for instance, I don't know why I'd be going to Lowe's because I'm not that handy, but if I was going (laughs) to Lowe's, for instance, and they say, Hey, we want you to wear your mask, then, then I, I, they can make me do that because they can adhere to the mandate. But if I'm at another store and they say, Hey, we're not following the, the mask mandate, then I can feel free to take my mask off, mask off if I wish.
0: Yeah, and that's my understanding, too. I would just, um, you know, I would tell people we kind of got this a lot through all of the discussions with the mask from the beginning of this pandemic up until now. Um, you know, a lot of people will mention uh, my body, my choice, or they'll say something like, you know, well, well, I don't want to wear a mask, but you can if it makes you feel more comfortable. But unfortunately, infectious diseases, they don't really care about that. They, sure. um, you know, they don't really mind those rules. And so uh, two people Uh, Imagine two people in a room together, both of them masked up, is going to basically help the other. Um, you know, Angel, if you and I are, are hanging out and you uh, wear your mask and I don't wear my mask, although I always do, uh, if one of us doesn't have a mask on, then you're, um, you know, the risk is elevated because my, my, my respiratory droplets are being expelled um, a, little, a little bit further. They can escape into your mask, and so that's what we talk about. Two masks, two barriers uh, are, are better than one. Now one is better than zero. Right. But, uh, two is more safe, so we'll we'll go with that.
1: So it's really about, you know, it's really, you know, and I think you kind of hit out of the hit there. It's really thinking about the other people. It's not really about. It's not really about you. <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's, that's tried, you know, that's what we've tried to, um, echo to the community as well. And we certainly don't want to come across as, um, you know, arrogant or anything like that and, and telling people what to do. But, um, you know, for those of us, I'm a respiratory therapist by trade. You know, those of us in healthcare, that's kind of just ingrained in us. You know, you, you care for people regardless of your personal opinions. Um, sure. oftentimes we, we do have to take care of people that, um, that we don't agree with or they've they've said something you know nasty or something like that sure. and, but but the point is is that we're we're all human beings and we really had to uh, band together for one another. It wasn't about our uh, our individual uh, you know individual identities it was it was us as, as a as a race as a human right. as, as human beings you know global too so um so yeah
1: yeah that's that and that's and i should say too it's not just us in in topeka and that. That, that that seems to be a very that that is a hard thing for yeah. america that is a, a hard thing for our for our culture uh it yeah
0: seems. yeah absolutely i think You know, Americans, I mean, quite honestly, we don't like to be told what to do. I'm that same (laughs) way. My wife would probably tell you that. I don't like to be told what to do, too. Um, And so just trying to to kind of break through that. And, um, you know, we we just we want to have conversations with people about it. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's where we're at.
1: So we've got these these vaccines, uh, which I, I do. Have to we say, do. I've never been so <laughs> excited to like log on to my social media and see people like taking their taking their selfies. Of, I've, I've never been excited to see people get shots before. Yeah, uh, like it's oh, yeah. it's crazy. It's cool. Uh, so Absolutely. it's we're making really great progress. You know, in, in Shawnee County, you have to know you know kind of what percentage we're at with the population here that's vaccinated.
0: Um I can tell you that we've given about 84,000 total doses um, and it, that rep- represents about 51,000 individuals. Oh wow. Um, and yeah, so just off the top of my head we have about 180,000 in the county I believe. Yeah. Um, and so we're, we're we're a little bit under that. Well, What would that be off the top of my head, Angel? Uh, 30%, somewhere between 25 to 30%. Yeah,
1: y'all, we're doing math and drinking beer. Just yeah, so everyone knows. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad news. I, I
0: probably should have had that calculated ahead of time, but, uh, 51,000 individuals in the county, uh, have been vaccinated. And, and so we're really, we're really proud of that. Um, and we couldn't have done it with, you know, we, we had this collaborative that we, um, were able to get together and, um, you know, we've got a couple of large healthcare systems in uh, the University of Kansas, St. Francis campus. Um, We've got Stormont Vale Health System, obviously. We've got Grace Med that's a part of it as well. Uh, we've got our local pharmacy providers. Um, and actually, if people would go to, um, the same ShawneeHealth.org, they can actually click on our vaccine banner. It's actually just underneath the, the dashboard banner there, and it'll list all of our partners and links to their websites and, Kind of all of the info that they have to offer as well. Um, cool. So it, it's been, it's, it's just been, it's been very cool, honestly. I mean, that's the best word to use to, yeah. to kind of explain what it's been like working through all of this with them. Um, and we, again, we know, uh, the vaccines are effective. Um, I know at this point that we've only had about points, uh, of our COVID cases. Since uh, the beginning of the year, since 2021 started, I should say that January 2021, um, only point zero, four percent of those cases has been vaccinated. Um, oh, wow. And so that's a, a very small percentage. It's something like four to five people. Um, and again, that, you know, you're uh, the vaccines themselves aren't going to be 100 percent effective. Right. And so that's why we talk about wearing the masks afterwards. And sure. there's some more to that, too. Um but they are pretty, they work pretty darn well. I mean, I don't think if you would have asked the researchers, the scientists, if they thought that some of these vaccines would have um, a 90 plus percent efficacy, yeah. you know, um, in the timeline that they developed these and researched them and, and did the trials. Um, I mean, it's it's quite a human accomplishment that I think is really, you know, um, the generations are going to be reading about this and it's going to be something that we look back on. Honestly, like the moon landing. Um, or something like that. It's just, it's a huge scientific breakthrough.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, and, and, you know, too, so for people that, I I know folks have all kinds of questions about vaccines. You know, we, we, of course, we've got, uh, you know, three of them that are out there. You know, we've got Pfizer, Moderna, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson. Um, I'm I'm a Johnson Johnson guy myself. Uh, I don't know, which (laughs) one one did you get, (laughs) Derek?
0: I was Team Moderna, but that's all I had to choose from. So.
1: Nice. Uh, well, so you know, speaking of choosing, so people, yo, know, people might try to. There's people I know that try to compare the three of them. Is it really fair to compare the, the three vaccines? Is there one that's better, quote unquote, than the other one? Or should people really just, you know, if you can, whatever you can get, get, get it.
0: Yeah, the best vaccine is the one that is available to get. <laughs> and so they're, they're all very well thought of. Um, they're all, um, a little bit different. Uh, Pfizer and Moderna are, are probably most similar to each other. Johnson, Johnson and Johnson's a little bit different. Of course, it's a one dose shot. Yeah. Um, and so that's a benefit that a lot of people see. Um, it also has some different storage requirements. Uh, and then Pfizer and Moderna obviously both dose shots, and, and uh, some people don't mind that. Some people, that's a huge con for some people. Sure. And so um, I'm kind of glad we've got all three of them, and we're hopeful, you know, in, in the in the future that there will be a choice. Uh, it's not the we're not at that point yet. You know, you're sure. not able to to go to one of the vaccine centers and, and say I want this vaccine. You know, whichever one you choose, we're not quite there yet. But um, you know, hopefully we can as production gets gets ramped up.
1: Sure. Well, and so, of course, there's, there's folks too. Uh, I I don't know if you know this, people on the the social medias are talking about this vaccine. And, uh, so people have some, (laughs) some questions and some thoughts out there. And so, yeah, one of the the questions that people raise sometimes is, well, this is an officially approved, uh, vaccine. You know, it's not, it it was rushed or it didn't go through the, the, the right protocols and testing or we're all guinea pigs or something like that. Can you talk a little bit about kind of the, the process of kind of how this vaccine got
0: here. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, the first thing I always tell people is that the science behind, so the, the Moderna and the Pfizer specifically are mRNA vaccines. Um, and so that's a a little bit different than actually the first of its kind. Um, but it's been being researched for something like 30 plus years. Um, it's been heavily researched for, um, cancer treatments, um, in fact, I saw something the other day. I'd have to pull it up, but um, they have been able to apply some of the research based around these uh, COVID vaccines to other diseases, and so I saw that, Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll see some. Uh, po- I believe it was HIV, if I remember yeah. correctly, and so hopefully, we'll see some um, some positives from that. But as far as the COVID vaccines themselves go, you know, they still they're authorized by the uh, EUA, um, and so. That's a little bit different, but it's that way because of the timeline. And so, you know, honestly, everything that I looked at or into about the FDA process for getting some of these, this stuff approved, it has to go through a BLA, I believe it is. It's a biological license. Oh, Lord. Application, I think. Um, and, and the timeline that it gave me on there was unknown. <laughs> so, uh, and that's everything I knew about it, but I was just curious sure. uh, on, on FDA's website if it actually tell me, but, um, and so the point I always want to make, though, is that corners were not cut. There was no safety, um, uh, there was no safety portion of the studies that was cut out. They had to go through all their different phases. Of their trials. There are 70,000 plus individuals, um, between the two Moderna and Pfizer, uh, vaccines that went through the trials. Sure. And they, they had, um, very little, uh, Reactions to them, adverse reactions, adverse events, and so um, you know. Now some people are going to get like a rash or something like that, and um, I would say that's relatively normal. We still report a lot of that stuff into um, a, a CDC vaccine portal where we report adverse reactions um, sure. so that they can track them. But as far as the uh, life-threatening anaphylaxis type of reactions, it's a very small percentage. Uh, if at all, of the overall uh, vaccine. And we're talking, um, well, let's just be honest. It's much less than the risks that are associated with natural infection from COVID. Sure. And so I always talk to people about that because this entire pandemic, um, people have wanted to talk about weighing the, um, doing a risk assessment. Um, And so for those that wanted everything to be open, they would talk about, well, you got to weigh the risk of, going to a restaurant uh, or I don't want to pick on restaurants, um, you know, going to just uh, going to the health department building. Let's throw our own place out <laughs> there. Um, what are the risks of that associated with getting COVID uh, versus the benefit that I get from it? And when it comes to natural infection, the risk of death, the risk of hospitalization, the risk of long term chronic effects from natural infection, which are being, better understood as we get further on into the pandemic um, are much higher than anything that's associated with the vaccines themselves. Oh, sure. And so you have to take that into account um, when we talk about uh, so I think we can safely assume like a two to three percent case fatality rate is what it's called. That's um, the fatalities that occur among the confirmed cases. And that's much higher than the uh, adverse effects that we see from the vaccine. And so people need Mm. to take both of those uh, into account as well.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And so, and then the other thing too, that I like to talk about, you know, people talk about immunity built from natural uh, infection versus the, the, the vaccines themselves. Some people will say, well, my age group, Um, the risk that's associated with my age group is um, it's not high enough. I'll just get the natural infection and become immune that way. I don't need to get the vaccine. Now, what is different about that is we do not know uh, how people react to natural infection. So if both you and I had COVID at the same time, we would build differing levels of immunity. Mm. And that that, uh, happens among all people. It's related to the amount of the virus that you're, Uh, Exposed to at times, it's related to your just your body, and so it's hard to assess. Um, The thing with the vaccines is that is part of the studies. They had to, they had to measure immunity built. They had to measure how long that immunity lasts, and in fact, they're still doing that. That's why we've seen the immunity guidelines change from three months to six months. And so there's just a lot of things that go into some of this. But the, the, the vaccines themselves are very well studied. They continue to be studied. And all of the data that we've gotten in since the vaccines have been administered has been really positive, too. Um, and, of course, our hearts go out to anybody that is adversely affected by the vaccines. Absolutely. Sure. Um, you know, and those that are um, have had reactions to the vaccines um, in their past should definitely you know speak. That's what I was going to ask. getting yeah. it. Yeah, they should definitely speak with their doctor and it, it can it can be a conversation. Sure. Um, and, you know, I have people in my own family that are vaccine hesitant. And I think the biggest thing for me is that we should not be putting people down for refusing to get the vaccine. It should be a conversation. And so if it's an opportunity for me to educate people on it and hear their concerns and and um, if it's a situation, well, I can when where I can put. Again, something that my wife hates to hear, but I can say, well, <laughs> actually, uh, you know, then maybe we can make some headway, but um, we'll we'll keep working on that into things.
1: Absolutely. Uh, well, and you know, one of the things too that I, I think we hear from from people is, you know, folks say, well, you know, you get the vaccine, but you still gotta wear your mask and, and do all that stuff anyway. So, what's even the point? So, you know, we know you're supposed to wear that mask after you get the your vaccine. Why? Why is that?
0: First off, not enough people are vaccinated yet, and so uh, there was also some uncertainty around whether – there still is, but there's been some some good data that's come out since then. But uh, th- we've seen um, – there was uncertainty around whether people that had the vaccine and were fully vaccinated could still carry the virus. Now, oh, sure. The, the vaccines are, um, designed to take care of basically symptoms. And so what the data said from the studies was that they were, um, I think, I believe the Pfizer vaccines, a hundred, it was a hundred percent effective. And nice. very very near 100 percent in um, preventing hospitalizations, and so what it did was it really helped that severe course of disease. And there's other vaccines out like out there like that too for other diseases. But um, the concern was that people who were fully vaccinated could still carry the, vac- the, the virus, the sure, live was- virus, which is not in the vaccines, by the way. Um, uh, good point. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, and so until we reached a level where every enough of us were vaccinated. The, the masks needed to remain, and there's still the some of the early returns on that data is promising in terms of people not even – Carrying, uh, uh, transmitting the virus yeah. after vaccination, but we're not we're not quite there yet, especially with the variants popping up. So sure,
1: yeah, well, it, it, it's all this is all as I told people before, it's science. So we're going to learn things, yeah. and, and things are going to evolve. I I, I listened to a lot of Bill Nye when I was growing up, and <laughs> so he taught me a lot about experimenting and testing your hypothesis and all those kinds of. Th- I feel like I feel like like we're we're hearkening back to all those old like we're all of a sudden going back in time. Like oh, I should really listen to like Mr. Frizzle on the Magic School Bus some more, like back
0: in the day. Like, she probably would help us out here, done us a solid. I got to tell you, I'm pretty sure they're bringing the Magic School Bus back. I did. I saw that. Yeah, it looks a little different. I don't know. It's right. more modern. It is, right? It's for the kids, so.
1: right? Though I feel like they're gonna have to, like, yeah, they're gonna have to, like modernize Miss Frizzle, and she's gonna have to deal with like the internet and everything. And I don't know. It's gonna get. It's gonna get weird.
0: Good luck. Good luck. It absolutely is. But that's a. I do want to um echo the that thought, Angel, because that's important for people to know. That science is constantly evolving, and um, I think that was a frustrating part for people was seeing uh, mitigation strategies change and guidance change. But I mean, that's that's really how it works, and we're you know we're learning. Uh, we were learning as we as we went with some of that stuff. We're still learning as we go yeah. with much of it. Um, I know that was frustrating for people, but you know we don't treat. Breast cancer, the same way that we did 15 years ago, we don't treat we certainly don't treat AIDS, HIV like we did um, 20, 30 years ago. Um And so there's, you know, science is constantly, constantly evolving. We just didn't we didn't have um we didn't have that time to tell people to be patient because sure, it was yeah. spreading so fast and it was so new and it's so different than anything. That we, at least in the modern world, have had to deal with.
1: Absolutely. Now yeah, we talked about you know looking at the level of people that get vaccinated. You know, is there, uh, is there a percentage that we need that we're looking towards in Shawnee County, for instance, where we say, okay, if we hit this percentage, and that's uh rather it's the, the herd immunity, or that's the level where we feel really good about our community being pretty protect-
0: protected. Yeah, it's most likely. So, um, yeah, what we're talking about is is herd immunity, um, and that has some negative connotations sometimes. Um, So first thing about herd immunity is that natural herd immunity is not an acceptable form of public health. Um,
1: That's just let everyone, let people get sick. Correct. You
0: you would let it go. You would let everyone get sick. Um, You know, uh, people... um, what's happening is people are, are ignoring the law of large numbers there. And so they sure. would say, well, only two to 3% of people die, but two to 3% of our United States population or the global population is a lot of people. Right. And I am not, and I am not okay with that. Yeah. Um, and so, um, but for the purposes of vaccination, um, you know, it's, it's a fluctuating number, but everything we've seen from the, the experts, the CDC, uh, the vaccination experts, um, virologists, immunologists, you name it. Um, is about 70 to 80% of the entire population would need to be vaccinated. Uh now immunity is not something where you hit a, a brick wall and it's it's just like boom you're immune or boom the community is immune. It's something you build up. Right. And so um you know, for example, 70% of our of our county population is roughly 125, 126,000 people. So we still have a ways to go, like I mentioned. But as you get to 50,000 people vaccinated or as you get to 75, 100,000 people vaccinated, you're building the immunity in the community building immunity in, in the community um and, and obviously it's not just um you know shawnee county just doesn't affect shawnee county right. uh, riley county um people getting vaccinated affects us and we affect them and we're so interconnected here especially in our in our country and shawnee county is a little different too because we're a regional hub. We have the right. Kansas legislature that that's right. traveling in for for session, and we have a lot of government entities here, and so just a little different for us. I feel like, but if we can keep working our way to that percentage, um, again, you have to consider that there's a percentage of that population that can't be vaccinated, and that's kids. Right. Yeah. Um, and so we're hopeful that they'll they're they're doing those trials now. We're hopeful that they will be able to expand the age group um, down as they get the the data back so sure. um, we're hopeful.
1: Well, and, and you know, there's there's folks like me who are news junkies and we're watching this stuff all the time. You know, do it, will there be a difference? You think, and you know, will, will Kansas, for instance, in Shawnee County, you know, will we reach higher uh, percentage numbers of higher beauty numbers? You think before, for instance, like the coast and those bigger cities. You know, we're we hear yeah. we hear a lot of bigger a lot of negative press sometimes from events that happen in those big cities. But is it sometimes I think that, that you know we can kind of lose sight of what's happening in our in our our own community. Yeah, It might take a little bit longer on the, the coast, it sounds like.
0: Yeah, I think um, anytime you pack people into a, um, you know... A- smaller space or it's not necessarily smaller. There's just a ton of people. There you go. Um, any, anytime you pack them together, you're going to, uh, you know, transmission is going to be higher. It's a, a bunch of fancy scientific words like the R-naught value and transmission rate and all that stuff. Uh, but, um, you know, I think in Kansas, we do have the luxury. A lot of our counties are uh, the, the more rural ones. You know, maybe that maybe that herd immunity figure is a, looks a little different than some of the more urban counties, um, like Shawnee or Johnson, Sedgwick County, some of those.
1: Sure. Now, do you, do you think in uh, do, do you worry about you know we talk about vaccine hesitancy and things like that. So you know how how confident do we feel about getting to that seventy percent number? Do we think that we're gonna gonna hit a, a wall there pretty soon? You know, do we do, do we think that we're gonna is that last is that last ten thousand or twenty thousand? Do we think it's gonna be kind of a, a fight or a, a tough slog for that last little bit?
0: So those those are things that we're constantly analyzing. Um, we're really focusing, and this has been a big focus of the health department and all of the partners um, in Shawnee County, but, you know, part of our mission statement at the health department is to bridge the gaps, and obviously our focus is, um, you know, outside of the pandemic is on um, underserved uh, individuals, families without access to care, some of those issues. And so we're really thinking about them. We're thinking about um, the minority populations that have been, you know, tragically affected by. I mean, let's again. Let's just be honest. Government tragedies in the past, mm-hmm. and so we've been, you know, I'm certainly understanding and sympathetic, empathetic to that, and so we're engaging um, some different uh, cultural, uh, racial, um, ethnic uh, groups that are able to tell us their concerns in those populations and have conversations with us. And that's, that's kind of really what it's about. Um, and we're just being really honest with each other. Um, you know, don't sugarcoat it and, you know, tell us what you're worried about. What do you think and and how can we help? Here's the info we have. Here's what we can provide you. Um, but we've been so, so blessed um, to have a group of uh, faith leaders here in Shawnee County, our pastor group that oh, yeah. meets, that meets um, with us weekly. And oh, okay. so they, they are they've been so beneficial to that. We've met of course with the schools. Um, and, and, uh, groups like that, but the pastors group has been so helpful. Um, we are doing our mobile clinics, which is different clinics out in the community, um, in areas of Topeka and in areas, uh, rural areas of our County that are affected differently and might not have that access. Um, you know, and, and so we're trying to do a lot of different things to capture that, uh, that population that unfortunately doesn't have the, the access to care.
1: Absolutely that, that's a great point. And yeah, I think there, there's an article I read out to but that was interesting because they talked about uh vaccine hesitancy, but also caution yeah. people that uh um, you know there are some uh populations and sometimes minority populations where it's actually not vaccine hesitancy. It's people that do want the vaccine, but it's what you described, it's that lack of transportation, lack of access, those kinds of things that are actually the, the barriers. So it's exciting to hear about some of those, those efforts that you guys are doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we've um we've been able to partner with um, um, Jayhawk uh, Aging Agency. Um, I, I'm so sorry to Jayhawk. J A A as I know him. I can never get the words correct. Maybe you know Angel. Jayhawk App- area, she- uh, area. Yep. area. Area. Yep. Jayhawk Area Agency, agency at aging. There we go. Good we got good it. Teamwork. But but Sue, Sue out there, she's been great. And the city, Moniglade, they've oh, been yeah. able to. Partner with us. Um, they're doing th- – th- uh, back when we had the surveys still active and, and the phases were still – we were still down into phase um, two and three. Uh, they were doing pop-up clinics for the surveys. Now they're doing some – they're, they're kind of switching the style a little bit because um, since we've moved – since the state has moved us to other phases, um, that stuff's just not as um, – It's not as realistic anymore, but they've been still able to complete that outreach and get people. They're actually signing people up for appointments themselves on their own time, on their own dime. And so we're really, really really appreciative of just little efforts like that. Of course, we've we've met uh, with United Way, as you know, um, well, since I can remember, um, before I started. And so... You know, just just a lot of community engagement like that to really assess where we are for everybody. And then the health departments really focus on on that underserved uh, population
1: absolutely uh, side note speaking of community partners this is just another shout out to Doug's Pharmacy I, so I had <laughs> never heard of Doug's Pharmacy but uh, all oh. of a sudden got really popular and then like I gave him a shout out on the show and then people started tweeting and they were like let me tell you how awesome Doug's Pharmacy is I was like what is
0: this gem that I had not heard of before oh, l- <laughs> let me tell you Angel let, let me let me, <laughs> let me pump him up a little bit now so I'm from St. Mary's which is um, a little ways down Highway 24 for Rossville, about five minutes away and Doug's is where I bought uh, flowers for my high school girlfriend, um, you know, prom flowers, all that lovely stuff, um, and gifts, you know, uh, stuff for my mom and, and grandma. And it's a pharmacy. It's a flower shop. Um, I, I honestly haven't been there in, in quite a while, but they are a staple of that community. Um, the family that owns and operates it is a staple, and they've been great, too. Um, they were – uh, they were actually eager and ready to go from day one. And yes. they were, they were very open about that. You know, like, Hey, let's get this going. We want to provide for our area. And we're like, absolutely. Let's get you some, let's get you some vaccine. Yeah.
1: That's, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Didn't yeah. you, did you, and so, okay. So we're, we're, I'm, I'm stuck on the Rossville thing for a second. So, and then your, was it your grandma that owned, was it the swirly top? Is that what you're told
0: just, me? Yes, that is correct. The late, great Sally Hustle, she owned and ran the swirly top. Um, I, I, oh man, put me on the spot. I know she started in the, in the nineties. I was was a little young guy, but, uh, uh, nineties, baby, hashtag, (laughs) um, yeah, great ice cream, um, you know, burgers, uh, fries. She made this. It's called the Swirly Burger. Anybody that's been there knows what I'm talking about. But <laughs> I, I don't know what the poundage was on this hamburger, but it, it was large and it was in charge. Uh, but, yeah, it's yeah awesome. good times in that community. A lot of friends from there still. Um, a lot of people that are actually involved in in the Topeka and Shawnee County community that are from there too. Of course, Shelley Bueller. I was gonna say uh, former commissioner is is from out in Rossville, and um, she's great too. So yeah, this show,
1: this. Show is going to blow up in Rossville now. Like, I told <laughs> we we're going to have like such a huge Rossville fan ba- base. Awesome. I, I will.
0: I will see who I can tag on social media from <laughs> Rossville. Share it. Hashtag Doug's Pharmacy. Right, right. That's awesome. <laughs> um, well,
1: so, you know, as we kind of get towards the end of our time here, you know, just looking back for a minute because it, it, it has been a, a crazy uh, uh, moment in time here over this last uh, year in Shawnee County. You know, yeah. what are the things that you think we've done really well? Um, Because there are things I think we've done well. Um, And then what are some of those lessons learned, things you think that we could probably do differently if we had to do it again?
0: You know, some of the things we've done well. So I just – I think to all the partnerships that are created – you know, not just partnerships at the health department, but, uh, you know, the Greater Topeka Partnership, um, the GTP, um, of course, United Way. I mean, um, I am definitely le- um, forgetting a ton of people and organizations, um, but they all know who they are. And it's just some of those partnerships and, you know, maybe people in those organizations um, or corporations. You know, we're skeptical or maybe they had different opinions, but you know what? They did a lot of things, um, in our opinion, for the greater good. And I know we were thankful for that from the health department. I think as far as attacking covid, um, as far as like mitigation goes, you know, our mask mandate is still here. It looks a little different, as we talked about, but it's still here. Um, I, I feel like I do still see people wearing masks yeah. when they're indoors or around people. And so that's definitely a positive. And I, I do, um, especially lately, I, I think some of the some of the negative rhetoric has kind of toned down a bit. It had got pretty nasty at times and, and definitely still does and probably still will. But I think um, people seem to be a little bit more respectful of everything that's going on. Um, but really at the heart of it, I'm just proud of, I think, the large majority of people banding Together. Um, we had the Kansas Leadership Center that was involved. We've had yeah. um, the state, obviously, just a lot of different groups. And again, they never made their personal opinions known. They never, you know, um, they never came out against any mitigation strategy or mandates or health order or anything. Um, they just said, what do we need to do? You right. know, what, what do we need to do to make things better? Um, and they went with it. And for that, I know we were. So appreciative.
1: That's awesome. Uh, you know, what you? When you, and you? kind of talked about this a couple of times. Yeah, what do you? Know, what do you, you wish more people understood about public health? And you know, that, that's public health has gotten a lot of attention. Kind of been thrust into the spotlight over um, this this last year. And yeah, you know, as you mentioned, yeah. people people have thoughts uh, from time to time. Yeah, what do you wish people uh, more people knew about uh, the the world of public health?
0: Well, you know, I think number one. Um, is that if you get covid out of your brain uh public health does a lot of things things that i were i wasn't even aware of um as a as a healthcare you know worker in the hospital and then in a nursing home i was a director of a nursing home um, Things they do, they do things. Um, I, I should say we do things that I don't even that I wasn't even aware of. Um, you know, family planning. Um, obviously, there's the WIC program for for women, uh, infants, and children. There's there's a lot of um, community health outreach. So you think like fitness events. Yeah. Um, the health department partners with parks and rec a lot to do different events and um, promotes different health initiatives within the park system. Um, and so there's a lot there's a lot to that. Um, People would, would probably be shocked to hear that infectious disease and communicable diseases are investigated prior to COVID existing. So <laughs> think about things like um, STI, STD prevention and treatment and and again the focus too on those without health insurance, um, oh, those yeah. that are underserved, because that's really what the health department's all about. Again, the the mission statement for us is to Kind of uh, to kind of bridge those gaps and something I I did fail to mention too um, about public health that uh, as far as kind of some lessons learned and and things maybe we could have done differently. Um, You know, the health officers, um, not just in our county, um, and by the way, it's really disappointing that we have to say health officers and um, health directors, you know, uh, plural, because so many have resigned across the nation um, for multiple reasons, um, some personal reasons, some um, stresses of the job, health reasons, things like that. But, you know, these people um, are experts, and I try to explain to people the amount of work that our team and, again, other health departments across the, the world have put in. It's, it's, I, I can't explain it. It's medical literature. It's public health strategies day in and day out, 24 seven, seven days a week. Um, and so, you know, so when, I don't have a problem. Uh, In fact, I really love engaging with people in debate. Uh, You probably (laughs) know that about me. I love discussion, productive discussion, and and two people or more can disagree, but the personal attacks have always been a little bit too much for me um, to tell the health officer that they don't understand something or that they have lied about something um, usually goes too far for me because I know the health officers that I've been um, involved with from the state level to the counties, um, they know their stuff, and, you know, they are truly totally in it for the right reasons. Um, we we want to discuss things with people. We I, I never want to just discredit someone's opinion. I never want to do that. I've engaged with people in email that very, very... Um, Uh, centrically disagree with me. Sure. Um, But it's never come to personal blows, and I've always appreciated that about those emails. Um, There has been some personal ones, but, you know, like I said, uh, I just wish people would kind of know and understand that we are people, too. We are community members. We want our businesses to succeed. We don't go out and say, who can we close today? Right. When we isolate people or quarantine them, it is to keep businesses open. Right. We don't, yeah. we don't want it to spread to other staff members. We don't want it to close. You know, we want the hospitals to have us have staff. The nursing homes, for goodness sake. Again, that's my background. I got such a soft spot for them. Sure. Um, they're staffing. They're, they're already. St- Staffed at such low levels, you know, if staff are unable to work because they're sick, um, that's dangerous. Plain yeah. yeah, simple. And so, I just wish pe- people kind of, you know, while while we're being asked to understand the complexities of their industries and their lives, I wish they would do the same for some of us as well. I'm not asking for a pity party. I sure. promise you that. But um, there's just a lot to all of this, and so.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and, yeah, I remember when we um, had Dr. Pizzino on a little while ago, you know, he, he mentioned, too, and I've heard this from other health officials, too, kind of like what you mentioned is that, you know, you guys are, are community members as well. And so, you know, these you, you live with the same restrictions that, that we all do. And, and it's not and just as it's as stressful and not as fun for us. It's it's the same for you all. You know, you all are, are human, too. And, and these are, <laughs> right. you know, you all are facing the same you know, restrictions from you know, events and, and not seeing family members for a long time and those kinds of things and so you all are, are, are living with it as much as we are too
0: yeah I, I kind of said it better um you know, we we go home to our families. Uh, we want to go to family gatherings too. We want to watch our kids play sports. I mean, I, I you know me, I love sports. Um, it pained me when last spring and last summer uh, uh, baseball went away. Of course, the NBA and, and Major League Baseball came back later on. Um, football definitely looked different, and uh, for, for good reason. But. I want that stuff back to normal too. I really do. Yeah. We have to. We have to focus. We have to see this out until the end. Yeah, I mean, we have to beat it. And that's what we should be good about in this country. Focus and let's beat it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and to and to you know, how can how can the rest of us, um, all us all uh, average folks out there who don't work for the health department, you know, what can we do <laughs> to to help help you guys out and support uh, the efforts of, of public health officials?
0: Yeah, I would. Um, you know, continue all the mitigation strategies that we talk about, I think personal risk assessments are really important. And so, um, you know, if you want to go to a place that, um, you, you know, again, not to pick on restaurants or anything, um, but if you want to go to a restaurant and have a bite to eat, kind of assess your risks and and uh, just where, where the community is at that moment in time. Uh, if you're sick, stay home, even if you think it's allergies, I can't tell you. <laughs> How many times we've seen that right now? Sure. Um, people thinking, and I'm right there with you. I have, um, seasonal allergies just like the rest of you. Uh, so I get it. Um, but those are certainly a few ways that they can help too. Um, definitely pushing that positive messaging on things like social media. Really appreciate all of the, um, the vaccine shot posts that you're talking about. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of funny because they're, they're almost cliche, but they're honestly <laughs> great. Like, it's like
1: the best cliche. You know,
0: yeah, exactly exactly so keep doing it um, again stay focused and we, we, we will get through this um, we just got to beat the virus down to a little bit more than it is already right now we I you know what I'll say this we don't expect zero cases right That that's never realistic for infectious disease but we do need to see less community transmission and the best way to beat these variants by the way is the same mitigation so let's keep it up
1: absolutely absolutely well that's great. Great great information to end on. And you know, as we as a wrap up too, you know, you've mentioned the website a couple of times, but you know, if folks are wanting to find you know that dashboard information you talked about or if they're wanting to find vaccine information, you know, can you remember the health department's website
0: yes. again? Absolutely. So Shawnee, S-H-A-W-N-E-E health dot org awesome. or um there's also um kdhe or the state has goods resources too so kansas um kansas is a great website for those they have um safety information for the vaccines faqs the fre- frequently asked questions um they also have the vaccine finder which is where oh, you can yeah. find uh, where the vaccine's available in your area and then um there's also um uh, Spanish support on that side as well. There's uh, data about how many doses has has been given. Um, there's informational packets. I mean, I could go on and on. And of course, CDC.gov are trusted are uh, trusted uh, scientific communities. So those are all great resources.
1: Absolutely, and, and as always, too, folks, we will have those uh, links up on our social media um, as well, so you guys can find those on there. So it's a little plug if you haven't followed uh, Balance of Brews on social media. Make sure that you can check us out. Facebook, Bounce of Brews, and on Twitter, uh, at at Bounce Brews, on Twitter, we'll be posting information um, on there. Uh, Derek, thank you so much for everything that that you do at the health department and all your colleagues I know over there that that work really hard, Craig, Amanda, Dr. Locke, Dusty, uh, all those folks that are are working working your tails off over there on our behalf. Thank you uh, for everything you guys do.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me on again, and I will um, absolutely pass those kudos on. I should mention that's another way to help public health. Um, it's not complimenting me, but it's giving thanks to so many of our, our uh, nursing staff, uh, those at the immunization clinics. You know, I can't tell you how um, how much a simple thank you would mean to them. And so uh, thanks for having me on and, and this opportunity to chat to the county and those beyond. Um, Absolutely. And wishing everyone the best of luck from here.
1: For sure, folks. So thanks so much, everybody, for for tuning in for tonight as we kind of change up your format on your- a little bit, but we had lots of lots of good things to talk about, lots of questions to, to get answered. And so I think we were able to, to do that tonight. So um, again, make sure to check out uh, Balance and Brews on our social media to get links and all that follow-up information that we just talked about. Uh, just a reminder, if you don't already subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure to do that because you will get notified anytime a new episode uh, drops on Apple Podcasts. So make sure to subscribe on there. Feel free to leave us a review if you wish as well on uh, Apple Podcasts. And with that, folks, we are done for tonight. Again, as we just talked about, please, please, please stay safe, stay healthy, wear your mask, social distance, all those things that we know we need to do. Drink some good beer and we will see you back next week here on Ballots & Brews here on KSF 785 Live Radio.
0: You're listening to Ballots & Brews on KSCF Digital Radio Topeka. For advertising opportunities, please go to 785live.com. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Right here is where I would say, now for a brief word from our sponsors, but I'm just sitting here waiting for you to put words in my mouth. So, for advertising opportunities, go to 785live.com.